your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 453 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you are hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends at Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very special treat for you guys. We're going to have part two of a two-part crossover special edition with Rachel Donner of Locked On Philadelphia Flyers. I wanted to post this episode uh, quite a bit earlier than now. But, you know, as Ranger fans, we all know how this goes. There is never a dull moment when you're covering this team. If you missed part one with Rachel, you can go back and check that out. It is episode 447. It dropped last week. Uh, But for right now, part two of our conversation with Rachel Donner of Locked On Philadelphia Flyers talking about... You know, just some predictions for the upcoming season. We recorded this before the season started, of course. And just talking a little bit about some of the former Rangers who now find themselves as Philadelphia Flyers. And our conversation picks up here right after I picked the Capitals to win the division this year. Enjoy. That is definitely an interesting choice for the Caps. I still, I mean, you're right in terms of every time you think a team is going to be old and go over that cliff, they don't. Like with the Cap, I think the Caps are on that list along with the Pens. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know either. I, I think the yeah. Islanders are going to win the division, but we shall see. I mean, in a perfect world for us, Rachel, all three of those teams that we just mentioned there, the Capitals, the Penguins and the Bruins, you know, they kind of age out and they fall off the cliff. Here uh, please. That, op- <laughs> that opens up the door for our teams. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, all um, right. One, one last yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. On a scale of one to infinity, how emotional is the Lundqvist jersey retirement going to be? Uh, infinity plus one. Let's call it that. <laughs> That's going to be great. I'm really, really looking forward to that night. And uh, I think tickets are pretty out of control for that game. So I, I don't think I'll be attending that one live. But uh, I also don't think it's a coincidence they're playing the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Matt Zuccarello plays for the Wild now. And those two are really close. And uh, just just cannot wait to see that happen. Yeah, it's it's quite a thing that he is retiring and just been a staple around the league. So I think everybody is going to be really invested in that, regardless of what team you root for. Absolutely. And, you know, while we're making our predictions here, Rachel, and, you know, talking about all these teams and everything, I figure I might as well go ahead and ask you for your prediction. Uh, Metro Division, who wins it? Does somebody surprise? Does somebody disappoint? What do you got? Anything you want to throw out there? Oh, yeah. So I do think the Islanders are going to win the division. And I think Columbus is going to be at the bottom of the division. Everything else in the middle, I think, is up for debate. I do think that the Pens and the Caps are going to figure out a way to make the playoffs again. They just always seem to do that. But then you have Carolina as well. And so I think those are the four playoff teams. Okay. From the division. I think that's how it's going to play out, especially because I think the Atlantic is strong enough that it, it might end up being four and four between those two right, divisions right. in the playoffs. And so, yeah, I just, I just feel like the Flyers, Rangers, Devils are kind of, kind of get shut out, but still be, maybe have really good seasons while doing so. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I'm hoping that maybe the Metro sends five teams to the playoffs. I think that would definitely help both of our teams' respective chances. Um, but yeah, that, that division's so tough. And we saw it this past season. I mean, going into last year, you know, you know that the Rangers and Flyers, they're only going to play teams within their division. And that was going to make it that much more difficult to make the playoffs, certainly for the Rangers. Um, but I want to ask you, you know, obviously Elaine Vigneault is the coach there. He spent a lot of seasons with the New York Rangers, took them to the Stanley Cup Finals back in 2014. Um, how do you and, and Flyer fans in general feel about AV? I mean, is there still some trust in him? Because obviously two years ago, they had a really nice season kind of out of nowhere, but then a little bit of a step back this past season. So is there still faith and trust in AV overall? I mean, just, just how do you feel about him? You know, I think it's a mixed bag. I think that there is a natural inclination to have less trust in him simply because of his reputation and in terms of how he deals with younger players certainly rangers fans will tell you that and uh but although i thought he was different in vancouver so i don't know that it's a pattern i i think that he is a really good coach overall the problem is is that these last two seasons were so out of the ordinary and I think that he is so used to a style of working stuff out in practice. And that is not what was possible these past two seasons uh, right. in, in the bubble for the playoffs. And then this past season, which was just accelerated so quickly that they barely, I mean, nobody had practice sessions, but when that is your approach to is to figuring stuff out and trying stuff out in practice, and you don't have those opportunities to do that, you're not going to be able to make any effective changes. Now, should he have changed that approach? Yeah. And I think that's where the doubt lies in that the Flyers had some really significant defensive problems last season, as well as special teams. And when you don't change the coaching staff that addresses those situations and those specialty moments, then you're going to start to have doubt in the whole coaching system. So I think the Flyers are going to have to make significant improvements on the penalty kill and on the power play and in terms of in-game adjustments from Alain Vigneault this season. I, I don't think Flyers fans are there yet in terms of wanting to toss him out, but this season, it's a very short leash. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, and German Chocolate. You know what my favorite flavor is? It's mint brownie because brownies are awesome and these are actually healthy. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Just wanted to thank you guys again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So big trade in the offseason, a little bit polarizing, I would say, probably for both fan bases. Uh, Cam Atkinson for Jacob Voracek, one of the bigger trades of the offseason. 
Were you in favor of this move? Was there any way to see it coming? And was it tough to say goodbye to Jacob Voracek? Oh, God. It was very tough to say goodbye to Jacob Voracek. I think just personality-wise, he was one of the stronger voices on the team. Loved his banter with the media. uh, Always willing to talk back. And he's so prolific on the ice as well. He's a really strong power play guy as well as a guy who's going to make really good passes and he's really good along the boards as well in those battles and his puck control is really good. So, you know, I think that what happened here is that the Flyers were really desperate to get a shoot first mentality scoring winger and Blue Jackets needed a guy who was going to be able to pass the puck and figure out how to make Patrick Line work. Right. And so this was just like a perfect scenario where a one for one trade really benefited both teams equally. The Flyers got some cap space out of the deal, too. And I think that everybody just sort of recognized on both sides of the trade that, oh, my God, we lost one of the emotional hearts of our team and we're going to miss him so much. But this makes so much sense from a hockey perspective on both teams that it we're just okay. Like, this is fine. We'll be fine. Yeah, it's one of those things where I I feel like if you're the GM of either or both of these teams, you kind of go through everything that you just mentioned there, where it's just kind of like, oh, man, do we really want to say goodbye to Jacob Voracek? Do we really want to say goodbye to Cam Atkinson? But then you think about it the way you just explained it. And yeah, I mean, it's going to make both these teams better and, and benefit both of them, I would say. Absolutely. And in the preseason, Cam Atkinson has been firing away like nobody's business and got a few goals. So I I think that as long as the guys like gel around him, I think it'll, it'll be a really good move for the Flyers. Absolutely. And one of the other big things that the Flyers did, this is kind of some in-house stuff, but uh, Sean Couturier, the big extension, eight years at, I believe, $7.75 million per season uh, in favor of this. I mean, he's been a heck of a player for you guys, but are you in favor of, uh, you know, this kind of an extension for Couturier? Oh, absolutely. So the Flyers had prior to that deal two major contracts to look forward to negotiating for next summer, and that was Couturier and Claude Giroux. And they got the Couturier deal out of the way, which is great because you, A, you know what dollar figure you're working with going into next season for cap reasons. And you lock down an elite number one center, Selkie winner, and you get him for under $8 million a year. You're going to have to give up term for a guy like this. There's no way around that. And so if you're going to pay a guy a lot of money for a lot of years to get that kind of player at under eight million, I think is gold. I, I think Chuck Fletcher did a great job with this deal. And I don't think you'll find many Flyers fans who would disagree. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think sometimes it makes sense. I'm not sure. Was he going to be a free agent like after this season? After this season. Yeah. And he was he had been on a four year deal like bridge deal for four point three. So we'd been paying Shankaturier well below his market value for at least three years. And even now, I mean, it's seven point seven five million. And I realize he gave him eight years, you know, the, the max that's even allowed. But I mean, I to me, that's worth it. I mean, he's a heck of a player and uh, he's earned it. Yeah. I did want to ask also about Kevin Hayes. I always got to, anytime there's a a crossover edition, I always got to check on my former Rangers. So, I mean, I feel like he's been a little bit of a polarizing flyer since he's been there. You know, at first flyer fans weren't so convinced. And then, uh, you know, he started scoring a little bit, started picking up the production a little bit. How do flyer fans feel about Kevin Hayes overall? 
And, um, you know, are, are you happy that he's there? Do you think he's a, a solid player for this team going forward? So first off, I think that the entire fanboy base is supporting him, especially given the tough, you know, last month or two that he's had with losing his brother yep. and um, re getting a, a new injury that he's had to have surgery for recently. And I think that, you know, he's really made himself a huge part of what people love about the Flyers. I think he fits in with the fan base perfectly. And I think that he struggled a little bit on the ice last season and people were starting to like wonder about him in terms of, you know, is, is there something like not there in terms of quality of play? But then once we found out that he had abdominal surgery right at the end of the season, that everybody was like, oh, well, that's why he doesn't have quite the speed he had the year before. And that's where you could see exactly where that injury was causing him to struggle a little bit. So I think basically all was forgiven. And then we were like raring to go into the season and then boom, he has to have another surgery and he's out six to eight weeks. Yeah. Uh, he is back on the ice doing rehab training. So that's a good sign. And I, I do think that he's a really good player and his absence is definitely causing consternation in terms of our center depth right now and, you know, figuring out how to set a lineup going into the opening of the season without him. And so just by the, the fact of how much he's missed in the lineup and, and the ripple effects, I, I think that just shows his value. Just want to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, you asked me a similar question a few minutes ago, but I'll ask you the same thing here. Uh, is there anybody under the radar for the Flyers, you know, somebody that's not really a household name yet that uh, general hockey fans might not be familiar with that you think could have, you know, a big-time breakout season or at least be a solid contributor to this Flyer team this season? So this is my big cheat on a question like this <laughs> this season, and the answer is Oscar Lindblom. Okay. And – I think he is a household name, but he's a household name because of his cancer diagnosis. Right. And I think that while, you know, of course, we are just thrilled that he is healthy and he has been retested and shown that he's still cancer free. And I think everybody is just so happy and we all love him so much. But he is a damn fine hockey player, if I must say so. And his vision, his hockey IQ, I think is really off the charts. And his strength and conditioning is back to where it was now, like pre-cancer. And I that's been showing so far in the preseason just his ability to see opportunities and plays, uh, I think, exceeds some of the other 
uh, quote unquote, elite players on the flyers. And he just makes these sort of backhand passes out of nowhere. He just sees things that other guys don't. And I think he's going to have a really good year. Yeah, it's interesting with Lindblom because, you know, of course, the first thing that comes to your head anytime pretty much anybody mentions him, especially for, you know, non-Flyer fans and people that aren't right on top of the team every day, but you do think about the cancer diagnosis and him getting through it and coming back and playing hockey, coming back into the bubble that one season. Uh, But beyond that, I mean, it's easy to forget that he was looking like he was going to be a heck of a player before that even happened. So it's, it's really a cool story that not only is he back, but I mean, you're, you're looking at him as one of the maybe surprise contributors this year and somebody who's going to exceed expectations. It sounds like. Oh, for sure. So uh, again, to kind of stick with this theme, I always ask about former Rangers, a couple of guys that you picked up a little bit under the radar, both on one year contracts, but they used to play for the Rangers, Keith Yandel and Derek Brassard. Uh, How have those two looked in the post in the preseason? Excuse me. Um, Because, you know, I I realize they're both getting a little bit older now, but uh, how have they kind of fit in with the Flyers thus far? So one of the goals that Chuck Fletcher had going into this offseason was to fill a certain number of roles on the team, but then also have more depth that were uh, veterans with some real solid experience. Because last year, the Flyers ran into a problem where there was a lot put on the shoulders of some of the young players that just like they weren't quite there yet. And then there was kind of no backup plan. So this year, Chuck Fletcher was like, we're having a backup plan. And Derek Broussard and Keith Yandel were big parts of that. And I think that having Keith Yandel on the third pairing with Justin Braun, that's an old third pairing. (laughs) They're 34 and 35. But so far in the preseason, Keith Yandel has been looking phenomenal on the power play in terms of being that quarterback. I think that's his biggest skill right now at this point in his career. And, you know, you can deal with him being a little bit slower when they're at five on five, when he can provide that for you. I think he's much better, no offense to Ivan Provorov, but <laughs> being a, a power play quarterback is not his his uh, bailiwick. So right. I, I think, you know, having Yandel on power play one is great. And um, he has been living with Kevin Hayes, and I think that's really good for both of them uh, in terms of, you know, emotional support and support getting Kevin back out on the ice and, and all of that. So I appreciate that. As far as uh, Broussard, Again, you know, with Kevin Hayes's injury, we were looking to try and fill out the center role down the lineup, and he has found a home with uh, Joel Farabee and Cam Atkinson to start the season. And I I would say that Atkinson and Farabee are the leaders of that line. I'm not going to lie that Broussard, you know, I I don't think he stands out particularly, but I think he provides that solid backup plan and allows Farabee and Atkinson to do their thing. Right. That makes sense. I mean, you know, they they were actually two of my favorite players when they're on the Rangers. So obviously I've got some mixed feelings. them both going to the Flyers now. But uh, yeah, you know, just just uh, I I think as steady veteran presences, as you described them, I I think it definitely works. And, um, you know, one last question. You asked me this as well. But uh, any surprise players uh, that made the Flyer roster this season that maybe you weren't really expecting to and and they're going to be, you know, ticketed for an opening night roster spot? Well, I think the big surprise and it's not really a surprise per se but there were some unfortunate 
uh, preseason injuries besides Kevin Hayes in Wade Allison in particular. I think we all thought that he was going to make that opening night lineup and he had a high ankle sprain, which is one of those like horrible injuries that you never know how long it's going to take to recover from. And so I think the surprise is that we have like none of the up and coming prospects in the opening day lineup just because you know, some of them are hurt. And then they just decided to go with this veteran presence as opposed to them because of what happened last season and kind of getting burned. And so a a lot of the young guys, including Morgan Frost, who might have had the potential of being one of those centers to step up when Hayes went out, they've just decided to uh, rotate Scott Lawton into the center position, which he can do and he can do well. Uh, it's just not his preferred position um, on the wing. So I think that's really the surprise that like all of the kids are down on the Phantoms. Right, right. Um, all right. Well, that makes sense. And um, Rachel, listen, this was a ton of fun. We will definitely have to do this again when the Rangers are playing the Flyers at some point this season. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for teaming up for this uh, crossover here. Yeah, thank you for joining Lockdown Flyers as well. All right, so once again, a big, big thanks to Rachel Donner for teaming up for this two-part crossover special here, and a huge thanks to you guys as well for tuning into the Lockdown New York Rangers podcast, your team every day. We will have a brand new episode tomorrow looking ahead to the Rangers game against the Nashville Predators, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In tomorrow's episode, we're going to team up with Locked On Nashville Predators for a special crossover edition previewing the game against the Preds. Now make your second listen, Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It is free and available on all platforms.